welcome. You're at the home front of an important battle. The American family is under assault. From the home front is on the front line of this battle, protecting families, parents, and children, raising the flag in defense of traditional values. News, research, and opinion are a part of each broadcast. Join us in the battle. Together, relying on the wisdom of eternal truths, we can rebuild the American family. Welcome. You're talking with Jane from the home front, and we have a very exciting and very interesting show for you today. We are trying to concentrate on the activities that are taking place during the summer. A lot of young people that are finishing up their summer vacation at home before school starts in town. But in particular, we have a lot of young adults that are taking off for college. Uh, Many freshmen, their first year there. But our show is going to apply across the board to high school, college-age students that are going back, being with their friends, and being presented with some situations that we want to bring to the table tonight. And we're going to be doing that with a guest that's been on the show several times already and just love talking with Scott. We are joined by Scott Phelps. He's the founder and president of A&M Partnership. Welcome, Scott. Hi, Jane. How are you? Wonderful. And I'm so glad that you're here to talk with us about this topic It's going to be an interesting discussion because we need to be frank about some things that many uh, times the news hedges on and doesn't really bring out into the open. And many of us as parents operate with the premise that the situations that our children are going to be encountering, our students are going to face, are very similar to the situations we encountered when we were going through school. A lot has changed, and I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by some of the information they hear on this show. We're going to be talking about basically the sexual climate of colleges and what faces our students uh, as they head off to school. There is a website out there, just a random website that I got on that's trying to offer information, helpful information. It's called About.com, and this is their page on college life. Their very first paragraph, I think, can give you a a taste of what is going to be coming at these students as they enter the college campus. The title of the page is Where to Get Condoms in College. And the very first paragraph introducing this and the need for getting college uh, condoms on college campuses is this idea. You might be interested in a one-night hookup or you might be in a relationship with the love of your life. Either way, if you're having sex, you need to use protection. And there's simply no excuse for not having condoms available when they when you need them during your time in college. Then it goes on to give eight suggestions for where to get condoms. And out of the eight suggestions, five of them directly point students to the dorm that they're living in. Most of us know now that most college dorms are co-ed. But in the old days of co-ed dorms, the men might live in one hall or they might live on one floor. The women would live on the floor up above them or in a wing separate from them. But the 
co-ed dorms today have introduced many new what they would call advances from this previous format. And one of the things that they do is they share co-ed bathrooms. And uh, I have an article on the website, and if we have time, I will read you a little bit about that. A question from, I would gather it's a parent or someone who really cares about their student uh, going off to college and knowing that students are sharing bathrooms in co-ed situations and wondering if she is upset about nothing, if this question that she has about it, if she's totally off base because it seems like our culture is accepting these things without challenge. Scott, this gives you a lot of information to play off of, and I know once you get going... (laughs) (laughs) Um, you ratchet up. So I don't have any particular direction that you have to go, but I do think that one of the things that uh, you are involved with, abstinence education in the schools, in the public school systems, of course you do workshops for adults and many other people, but your primary curricula uh, goes through high school. So now we've got these students that have been prepared with healthy ideas about their well-being. They go off to a college campus such as I've described. When we're thinking thinking of uh, our abstinence education, we tend to think of protecting young people from pregnancy and disease. But now in college, what are the long-term implications of this abstinence education, this view that students um, need to carry with them, uh, do they need to carry it with them, or is the campus environment and their maturity going to to uh, protect them? Yeah, boy, a lot of good questions there, Jay. And let me go back, first of all, to the thing that you read uh, from the about.com. Now, what I understand about that, and I did not see what you're referring to there, but about.com, I understand, represents itself at least as kind of a, you know, generic, these are the facts kind of a website. In other words, we're not talking about a radical, uh, sex-positive, Planned Parenthood, sex-ed website. We're talking about, you know, about.com, which is ostensibly a, hey, parents, here are the facts. Hey, kid going to college, let me just sort of give you the lay of the land. And and that's, I think, the thing that is really important to realize is that so much of the information that is out there is so heavily skewed toward, you know, a sexual revolution mentality Mm -hmm. that you don't need to be married. You just need to make sure you get yourself some birth control. That has become really the standard message that you're going to find uh, really on any sort of Google search. Like, it doesn't have to be a radical, you know, right. website. It can be just a, about.com. And, and it's so interesting. I think parents need to recognize that. Go ahead. Right. Well, it's interesting in this first paragraph, it's only about three sentences long. Yeah. The very first sentence equates all sex as something that you might want to try from the one night hookup to the love of your life. And Yes, many students are going to meet someone that will be that love of their life, but there's 
so many other miscues that we're prone to in finding that love of our life. And they just across the board say, whoever you meet, you might want to have yeah. sex with them. Then it uses the uh, key word that I think everybody needs to listen for when hearing this free sex dialogue. It's the word protection, use protection. And that's such a miscue because when we think of protection, we think of saving somebody from all risk, from all danger. And yet the method that they're talking about in this, the condom, we have a great show with an OBGYN doctor that goes through many of the risks that even if you follow all the directions correctly and consistently still put you at some very serious risk down the road, risk that won't sometimes be apparent to you until you have left the college campus and all these people that were pushing you in this direction are not to be found. You, There's no consumer product liability situation yeah. here. Scott, No, you're right. And that's, again, part of the whole sexual revolution mentality that has really become institutionalized. Right. I, mean, I, I think I may have mentioned on a recent show that our Illinois, uh, I'm in Chicago, Illinois, and here in Illinois we fought against a sex ed law that just went through last year requiring that schools teach, uh, and it says, uh, absence and contraception for the uh, prevention of pregnancy and STDs, and of course, contraception doesn't prevent those things, Right. and in fact, in terms of sexually transmitted disease, spermicide, according to the Centers for Disease Control, increases the risk for HIV, so you have a, a case where, you know, this institutionalization of this language has caused the Illinois legislature unwittingly to really require something that is directly contrary to CDC guidance is quite harmful. Right. Now, we're going to be moving into the question that I I asked you for this segment very shortly. We have just a minute left, and we're not going to have time in this show to do it all. So one of the things we can't do is really cover a lot of the important facts about condoms. But we have touched on that subject many times on the shows, and last Week, our show was exclusively on that one topic. So I want to direct people to my website from the homefront.org. You can get our podcast for past shows and I would encourage people to really educate themselves because like Scott was saying, there are so many ideas out there that are contrary to medical science and good practices for staying healthy and happy. We're also going to give you a way to contact Scott in our next segment, so stick with us. This is Jane from the Homefront, defending your families with truth. to the home front you're talking with jane and i am joined by scott phelps he's the founder and president of a and m partnership 
and his main uh, job in schools is to help students understand the value of saving marriage and um, I'm sorry, saving their sexual behaviors for marriage down the road when they are going to be the healthiest and happiest person uh, because they have saved uh, saved this important relationship for the proper time in their life. Scott, we were talking about colleges and the many risks that are being pushed at students, almost literally pushed at them, such as co-ed restrooms in the dorms. And the question I asked you that we didn't get time to address then, so really we can start off with this question and then just focus from there on the the important messages you want to deliver. What are the long-term implications of the abstinence message now that students are off on their own on college campuses and looking at uh, their future literally right before them? Yeah, really a great question, really critical to understand. And the reason why it's so important uh, in terms of absence education is we want to help our young people in high school get themselves a solid foundation for going into college. I will commonly ask high school students, do you think that when you get to college that the pressure towards sexual activity will be greater than it is now or less than it is now? And, of course, that's a no-brainer, and the kids know it, and they will all raise their hand and say it will be greater in college than it is in high school. That just makes sense. And so what I then say to them is, if that's true, then wouldn't it be a really good idea to determine your beliefs and to make some commitments and decisions now so that when you get into a college situation, you'll be prepared? And that really, I think, would be the key word, Jane, would be preparation. We really need to prepare our kids well for the dramatic changes that will take place in the college experience. I uh, use a lot of data in my training seminars, you know, and one of the data points that I typically bring up is on the teen pregnancy rate. If you look at the teen pregnancy rates, which, by the way, are at an all-time reported low in our country, they've been declining for the past 20 years, that's the good news. It's still high. It's still a problem, but they are on the decline. But if you break down the numbers on the teen pregnancy rate, if I say teen pregnancy, my audiences will almost always assume that I'm talking about high school kids. But the reality is that the teen pregnancy rate, of course, according to the CDC, would be ages 15 through 19. So you've got 15, 15, 17, and then you've got 18 and 19. So three years of high school age, basically, and two years of college, and yet... When you break that down, what you find is a teen pregnancy rate, two-thirds of teen pregnancies occur among college students, Mm -hmm. and one-third of teen pregnancies occur among the high school students. So those two years of college represent two-thirds of all teen pregnancies. Now, this is also very consistent with the anecdotal evidence that I have because in all of the workbooks and materials that we provide uh, for schools and parents and churches, um, we have lots of true stories, and <clears throat> all the true stories that are in my books are people that uh, you know a lot of the people like Rick and Barb Wise and Gina uh, mm-hmm. Harris and different people, you know, uh, from the absence education movement around the country, Pam Stenzel and others. Right. And whenever I ask people for their stories to put in my workbooks, 
the one common theme I tell students is that in all of the stories over the years that I have gathered to use as teaching points, the common theme that I see in the stories is this. I was going along okay in high school, but when I got to college, that's when all the problems started. Mm-hmm. It's a very common story, Jane, that, that kids who make it through high school go off a cliff when they get to college. And it's critical then that we prepare our kids well. Because I describe the uh, ages of 15 to uh, 20 as, quote-unquote, the critical moment in my workbook. So the critical moment is that time when I am making the decisions that will have significant implications for the long term. So, for example, uh, you can very easily go into a college experience with your head on straight and doing well with no thoughts of sexual activity whatsoever. But the pressures of college and the party scene and now you're drinking and all of a sudden things begin to change because you weren't planning on being sexually active and yet you've had a couple of drinks and one thing leads to another and all of a sudden, four years later, you end up in a very different place than when you went in. Right. And so it's so critical then for our kids to understand why they have to prepare well for that college experience. They have to know what's coming And they have to be ready for it. They have to be prepared. And so parents, what I say to parents is if you've got a kid going off to college, if you haven't been talking to your son or daughter about these kinds of things until now, it's not too late, but you need to do it before you send them off. You you have to have a very serious conversation with them about these things. I'm going to try to say this real quickly so you can bounce off of it. But I think one of the things that we are ignoring is the fact that all of the adult role models on college campuses are really pushing the free sex message and the protect yourself using a condom message. And I think it's really critical for students to realize that none of us can live a healthy life on our own. It, you yeah. know, the same thing goes with eating or exercise, that we need to surround our people, uh, ourselves with people, number one, who care about, about us, number two, who know the truth, know what they're talking and are willing to share the truth. And we need to look at the professors on these campuses as people who are there doing their job, but they're not going to be holding my hand six years from now when behavior that they encouraged uh, created a, a problem for me in my life. Yes, yes. And it's not just the, phys- the physical problems of, oh, I got pregnant or, oh, I got a disease, but there's so much more involved in all of that. Mm-hmm. And so we have to help kids understand that sex is an important, serious part of life and that it ought to be reserved for marriage relationship because it's the safest, healthiest context. And it's a message that high school kids need to hear. It's a message that college kids need, need to hear. But the preparation phase, I think, is so critical. And so, parents, if you're listening, if you've got a kid in college or going off to college, uh, my counsel, my advice would be, I've got two girls through college and two boys going in. My my encouragement and counsel would be, be very upfront. You know, go sit down someplace and and have a very clear heart-to-heart conversation about how much you love them, how much you care for them, and all of the potential pitfalls that are out there. Uh, because uh, our kids can walk, you know, right into a pit 
and maybe they graduate with a degree, but uh, uh, there's a whole lot of other baggage that we didn't anticipate them coming out with. They're right. going to come out with if we don't teach them and prepare them well. And parents, I want to encourage those listening who are parents to really trust your judgment. One of the sad things about the uh, article that I was mentioning earlier online talking about sharing bathrooms, uh, co-ed bathrooms, is the mother seemed to be questioning her own judgment. It was like, well, they're doing this on colleges, so that must mean it's okay. And so I'm the one who's wrong here. And yet... We would never think, Scott and I, of sharing a co-ed bathroom anywhere. You know, even at the public swimming pools, the dressing rooms are separate. And there's a very good reason for that. You really have to trust your common sense. Uh, and it's more than, you know, pushing values on somebody. It's, it's looking at the healthy life that we want to live for a lifetime and encouraging young people in that direction. Scott, our yes. time is oh, all. Let me just say this. Can I just say this thing too? A really Ten good seconds. On this. Uh, <laughs> uh, Wendy Shalit's uh, "Return to Modesty" was a very good book out about fifteen years ago that addresses a lot of this. Wonderful. Very good. A "Return to Modesty" by Wendy Shalit. You know what? I will put that on resources for the shows. Uh, so when people go to my website from the homefront.org you'll find links to Scott and his programs and I will put Wendy's book on there as a resource for the show as well I would encourage right. anybody yeah. interested in the subject Scott is such a wealth of information so positive and so encouraging and really can talk to students and adults in language that makes sense to them please get in touch with Scott uh, and He's got lots of resources, lots of years of experience, and can really do a lot to help you in this area. Scott, your website is ampartnership.org, like abstinence, marriage, partnership.org. I thank you for being here. Uh, This is Jane from the Homefront, Defending the Family with Truth.